episode two of the Pre-Professional Podcast. Co-host Zach Crafts. I'm Colton Watring. And we're going to talk today a little bit about our journey, um, kind of the start of this podcast, uh, a little bit more than we talked about in the first episode. I mean, that's kind of going to be all-encompassing of what this specific episode is. Before we get into anything, I want to shout out a buddy of mine here from Grace College, recently graduated last year, art major. His name is Mitchell Bowen, and he did the artwork for our podcast, and it's pretty sweet. That is that's very cool. Yeah, for most people that don't know, so it's P3 podcast, right? And the guy, it's, it's a P and a three. It's like his legs are the P and his arms are the three. So if you didn't know exactly what it was, now you do. And every time you see it, you won't be able to unsee it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thank you, Mitchell. He's awesome. He did it for free. And I'm forever indebted to him. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start this out with some, some facts. Colton was like, oh, we should start out with something fun. I was like, okay, cool. Find a fact. Colton, you're up first. All right. So in Japan, I, okay, I like to golf. Um, I'm not good at it, but I like to golf. So in Japan, they have hole-in-one insurance. These golfers pay $65 a year for hole-in-one insurance because the tr- some of the tradition in Japan is if you get a hole-in-one, you absolutely drop a bunch of cash like drinks and food and everything for your buddies and up and then you can insure yourself up to thirty five hundred dollars. Wait, so like if you if you get a hole in one you have to pay money? Yeah. Like you pay because like in America, you get a hole in one, you buy all the rounds at the clubhouse for everybody. And so this is like insurance for the people in Japan if they do get a hole in one that is taken care of. I don't know. I've never got a hole-in-one, but if I got a hole-in-one, I feel like I'd want everybody to buy me whatever. I got a hole-in-one when I was 20 years old, so I didn't have to buy any drinks. That's nice. That's real nice. Hole number two, <laughs> Eagle Glen. Okay. That's an easy That's an easy hole, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Get out of here. <laughs> What's your Eagle fact? Glen, Columbia City. Um, shout out. Give us a membership. <laughs> that'd be fun. We do a podcast on the golf course. Yeah, well, that'd be a real good time. Heck yeah. Um, do you know who Charles Darwin is? Yeah. Like, big evolution dude, like, yeah. huge evolution guy, right? I mean, kind of like a forerunner, founding father kind of thing. Um, Charles Darwin had a pet tortoise. Okay. And uh, so he went to the Galapagos Islands, um, and he brought back this pet tortoise. At the time, it was five years old, and it died in 2006. Jeez. So this turtle was 176 <laughs> years old. That dude's probably only covered a mile in his life. Like, he was moving so slow, he only moved a mile in his whole life. <laughs> yeah, probably. For 176 years old. But he, he was part of the, the family of evolution, so it's okay, I guess. I guess he evolved a ton in that 176 years. I wish, I wish Charles Darwin would have seen how that just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All um, right. Okay. Anyways, uh, we, we weren't going to say a question, but I actually I found a question when I was looking for my fact. So, Colton, if... You, being as we were talking about golf earlier and buying drinks, so on that same topic, if there was ever a sport that you had to add like a, a mandatory amount of alcohol consumption before it's played, what do you like? What would be the best one? Man, I don't. I want to say like wrestling or something like that. Yeah. But I think you can. You already see that. Just go to a bar on like a <laughs> right? on a Saturday night or something. Probably. Uh, 
I think, man, I don't know. Honestly, do you have do you have a sport? Uh, kind of. Um, because you can't say like like stupid sports like cornhole because like that's what they already do. Yeah. Like you can't say golf because everyone's already drunk on the golf course. Um, I think. Now, now get ready for this. I think track and field would be hilarious. Hurdles specifically. I think. I think. Uh, 100 meters, 100 meter hurdle, hurdles or 60 meter hurdles would be the funniest thing with a mandatory amount of alcohol. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This is a. Uh, I want to say arm wrestling. That was like the first thing that came to my head. Okay. Just seeing a bunch of drunk arm wrestlers. Just a bunch of drunk dudes with spiral fractures because they just have no pain when they're when they're gone. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I respect it. Yeah. All right, let's move to some actual, like, important information. Like actual podcast. Yeah, actual podcast stuff. P3 podcast. Now we're going. Um, so this podcast is all about journey, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, and let's just talk about how, like, the conception of this P3 podcast. And let's hear, let's hear from your perspective. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I kind of think that the genesis of this podcast was made as a joke. I remember we were studying for a, for an exercise physiology exam, and we were just tired of studying for it, and we were talking, but like, we should make a podcast, like an exercise science podcast. And we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, like, that'd be fun, like, whatever. Didn't think anything was going to come up, like, of it, and I don't know what, like, a week later, we were looking up mics or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, yeah, that weekend, we bought mics, and, yeah, we just started to record that was kind of kind of how how it all started but I think kind of like the the journey of it that was like the like I said the main genesis of it and the journey is just kind of built up from everything that we've learned or wanted to talk about and now we kind of have that platform to talk about it yeah it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned the studying room uh, in the science center so the science center here at Grace College is the best place on campus to study hands down so usually if we have like a test to study for, I'll go there specifically like by myself. Colton and his girlfriend are usually there studying as well. So when I went there, I was going to go by myself. And I didn't tell you this, but like when I saw you guys in that study room, the last thing I wanted to do was go in that study room because I had no idea what I was doing for this test. And I didn't want to go in there and you guys know what you were doing. And I'm like, gosh, man, I sound so stupid right now. Because I don't know a single answer to anything. And that's like the worst part of like studying with groups is like if you don't know what you're talking about, then they're like, did you even study at all like before this? Yeah, you don't want to be the guy that looks stupid. Yeah, like we're cramming right now because, but we've studied before. You're cramming and you haven't studied anything before. And that's, that's how I felt. But what it like, it all started with the, uh, the human performance, we're going to make a clinic for ourselves. We're trying to make some, like, super company that has a PT, Cairo, and a personal training type thing. Yeah, which could still happen. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it still. I mean, that's definitely a, a ways down the road. It'll be whatever, whatever city we're in, human performance, something like, something along those lines. Check it out in about 10 years from now. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be the biggest human performance clinic in Indiana. With that name. I think that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> now moving on to career path. So um, I feel like a lot of people 
um, in college specifically don't come into college knowing exactly what their career path is. I feel like a lot of people I know, a couple of buddies who might have changed their major, I mean, multiple times within their four years, which I don't understand how you can do that and so graduate, but they have. So obviously you haven't changed your major. You've just changed your concentration. No. No, I've, I've went through a lot of change in my really? three and a half years here at Grace. Enlighten me. Okay, so I applied to Grace College um, my senior year of high school. And when I applied, I actually applied to be an actuarial science major. Um, I took an accounting class in high school, realized I hate numbers and statistics like that and everything. Changed my major to exercise science. Went through my first semester in exercise science. If you guys can hear that or not, Zach's trying to get an Oreo right now. Um, yeah, it was exercise science. Changed to uh, pre-physician's assistant, so that was health science. Uh, realized I didn't really care for that as much. Went back to exercise science. Um, and yeah, so for the past two years, I've been an exercise science major. But the nice thing was that a lot of the health science and the exercise science classes were the same in the beginning. So that's why I'm still able to graduate this December instead of having to take another session or another year. Well, that's interesting because I did not know that. And I wasn't ready to talk yet because I still have an Oreo in my mouth. <laughs> Because obviously those things are hard to quit, as we all know, in the <laughs> previous podcast. <laughs> the Oreos are right next to Zach's right hand. This is the absolute worst, worst place for him. But, yeah, that I had no clue that you haven't been exercise science major this whole time here at Grace. Yeah. That definitely blows me away, especially because the knowledge you have on it. I remember, I want to say freshman year, did you take intro to exercise science? Freshman year? Um... Uh, I th- yeah, yeah, I took it freshman year. Okay, because I remember, because Christy was saying something about you. I remember we had, like, Luke Smith or whatever in our class. Were we in the same class? Yeah, we were. Yeah, do you remember we... Uh, I do I, not remember you. I think I messaged you on Instagram because I was a freaking weirdo. <laughs> and I was like, yo, dude, I know you're into CrossFit. Like, I would love to do a CrossFit workout sometime. Like, we should we should do something together. And do you remember that? I don't remember <laughs> that You don't remember all. any of this? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, you're like, yeah, dude, for sure. Um, and then we came to the G-Rec, and we went to the green room, and we did snatches, and you made me do, like, hollow body holds or some stupid crap like that, and I remember not liking it and then not talking to you again until, like, this year. If I'm being honest, I feel like a horrible human being right now. I don't remember any of that. I wasn't very, like, rememberable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> completely completely different human being now. So, so you hated CrossFit is what you're telling me? Well, no, I just, like, I liked CrossFit at that time. I thought it was kind of cool, and then I realized that I, I don't like it. Like to do it or the idea behind it? Both. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I don't like doing anything like over five reps. <laughs> that Six reps is X cardio for the day. Yeah. Yeah, six reps for sure. But yeah, I do remember that very, very vividly. And I'm really kind of upset that you don't remember it. So now now I wish we could just restart the podcast and not talk about that. <laughs> that that makes up for uh, not knowing I was a different major. Yeah, jeez. I guess I just didn't know anything. Obviously, you didn't know anything either. Um, but uh, my specific journey. Um, so, junior year of high school, I got into a car accident, hurt my neck. Went to my high school trainer. I was like, "Hey, my neck still hurts." Blah 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 blah. And she was like, "I have this chiropractor here in Auburn, your hometown. Well, my hometown. And he's a newer guy, but he knows what he's talking about." So I moseyed myself on down to Proactive Spine and Joint in Auburn, Indiana. Uh, Dr. Brandon Galbraith, 
and he worked on me. We we got a lot of stuff figured out. My neck didn't have any pain. Um, come time for senior year, I needed an internship. I thought chiropractic was cool, but for the majority of my life, like life goal was businessman. I wanted my name on a building. Like I wanted to be this like head honcho kind of a like rock star kind of businessman. And that was all really money related. I don't care about business at all. But so I went to, um, proactive looking for an internship. They took me on right away. It was boring for the first month or so. I had to go take like these little door pamphlets and like hang them on people's doors. That was part of my internship for like the four hours I was there. But then I started to learn a little bit more, get some more hands-on experience. Because in Indiana, there's a lot of like gray area in terms of like requirements in order to be like a chiropractic assistant. So like a person that's helping out in the back. And so I was able to do some of that stuff. I mean, nothing insane. I did a lot of TENS units, um, ran exercise therapy. I was obviously told what to do, but I was able to run patients through that and just kind of get hands-on. And then me and Brandon, Dr. Galbraith, we kind of just, we clicked. I mean, it was like, he's like, I know you want to do this. And I was like, yeah, I do want to do this. And so he kind of took me under his wing and, I mean, He's taught me so much. He gave me such an opportunity to um, learn. He is a huge part of my work ethic, how I've gotten to where I was. He really got me into working out. Um, so pretty much, <laughs> other than my parents, the way I got to where I am right now, I attribute a lot of it to him. And just um, definitely being a helping hand and kind of guiding me through the process of like what I want to do, always challenge me as to why I want to do it. He'd be like, you know, PA school or PT school. But I'd always end up coming back to chiropractic even after he challenged my viewpoints on things like that. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, like I mentioned in the other podcast, I was always PT or personal training. And I, like I always came back to personal training. Like I would, I would take off personal training. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going physical therapy two weeks later, three weeks, four months, whatever, I would always come back to personal training. And so that's kind of like, yeah, how I started the the PT route over personal or over physical therapy. So I totally see where you're coming from yeah. with that. And I also kind of talked a little bit about a shoulder injury in the last podcast and how that kind of the rehab aspect of that got me um, going towards chiropractic. But along with that, I wanted to say I got a, I got a call from a guy today that he was like, hey, he's like, I'm the reason for your shoulder injury. He was my training partner for Javelin for two years. And he's like, I'm the reason that you had that shoulder problem so, and you didn't, you didn't uh, talk about me at all. So I'm going to shout out Tommy Hickerson. Uh, he's also the root of my Oreo problem. He started that one too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's Tommy's shout out. He's a D1 athlete at Indiana State, throws Javelin right now. He's using his fifth year. He's gone through a UCL reconstructive surgery. I mean, he graduated from Grace College exercise science major we will most likely have him as a guest on this podcast so that's all i'm going to say about him but shout out tommy good stuff um so i'm going to start with the who who got who got me started because i already really talked about that so i guess there's not much to say but yeah brandon galbraith um i mean definitely a lot of people on the way christy our advisor um christine walters she is awesome 
I mean, she's definitely one of the reasons I came to Grace in terms of, like, I had a different different opportunities to go to Purdue, bigger schools, Ball State, who had, at the time, still does have a very high-ranked exercise science program. But Christy definitely made it a more um, inviting atmosphere than anyone at those other schools did and definitely had a willingness to help me learn and to be the best potential physician I could be. Yeah. So, Colton, what about you? Yeah, I... Uh... I got my start with CrossFit, and that was my sophomore year of high school. Um, I played soccer. That was our coach's way of conditioning us to, like, over the in the offseason to be better. So got started in CrossFit. That was a three-month program. And then once those three months were over, I was like, I like this. I like this a lot, actually. Like, I want to keep coming back. And so I kept going back to CrossFit, and I was I was doing CrossFit pretty – in the off season, not during soccer, but I was going pretty steadily for about two years. And then, you know, college hit. Um, then I was kind of off and on doing CrossFit for about my first year. And then after my first year, I, uh, I kind of stopped doing CrossFit. Um, it's expensive. It's pretty expensive. So it's hard to pay. It's hard to pay for it. Um, yeah, that and I kind of I came to the conclusion that I don't just want to do CrossFit. Like, I'm not trying to say bad things about CrossFit. Like, I got my start there. I love it. Great community. It's just not exactly what I want to do, and that's fine. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of my start. So Ryan Hill was the head. He still is the head coach there at CrossFit Haymaker in Warsaw, Indiana. He's a great guy, great coach, one of probably probably the smartest person I know when it comes to exercise and exercise programming. Um very qualified in what he does and you could just tell he loves what he does too and that's what makes him such a good coach so I would say Ryan Hill definitely was probably one of the most influential factors in me starting in the uh, exercise science realm even though I came in as a actuarial science like he kind of planted a seed to me that I didn't necessarily know was there until I started going through exercise science classes <clears throat> uh, like you said Christy probably one of my favorite people on this earth just because um, she's more than a professor. Like she genuinely loves her students and wants to see them grow. Um, she challenges us. Um, she super smart, very smart. She was an athletic trainer for a couple of years and then she transitioned into, <clears throat> excuse me, she transitioned into being a professor. I've learned a lot from her classes mm -hmm. so much. Um, super smart. See, that was kind of, that was kind of my start and who got me into who got me into this this field. Um and I would I would say that I don't know if this is gonna sound arrogant or not, but like they got me started in this field, but it's kind of been me like I've been the one keeping interested in this field, if yeah. that makes sense. So along with that, what you saying that let's just keep it rolling. Our next question is what and who kept you motivated? So just keep rolling with that. Yeah, um I would definitely say I was probably one of the most, the biggest factor in keeping me going just because like days I didn't want to go to the gym or days I didn't want to work out or study for an exam or things like that. I, I was like, no, like I want to do this, whether it was physical therapy or personal training. Like I like this field. I like studying the human body, the different processes that uh, happen. Um, and then, yeah, like Christy helped me. Um, I've had her for multiple classes throughout the years. She's one of the biggest factors. Um, no, 
different people, seeing different people in the gym or just meeting other people who have certain goals that they want to hit. Those people will help keep me going. Like my future, my future clients, just knowing that I can make a difference in people's lives for the better, for something that's very important, such as their health. Um, that probably is what keeps me going the most. So it's kind of a, a who and a what that's been keeping me going. If that makes sense. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would definitely say who keeps me going. I would just say like the people around me. I mean, there's so many people, especially like my training partners, um, shout out Victor Hughes. I mean, the dude's, dude's a tank. Um, he's what, 25 pounds lighter than me, pretty close. And he pushes way heavier numbers than me. So that's like my motivation to keep going. I'm like, Victor, I need to beat you. And I would say that something that's huge for me is um, the fact that I love training and the transferability that is the curriculum of exercise science. Like the more I understand anatomy, the more I understand physiology, um, I go through strength and conditioning classes and fitness assessment and just being able to like assess my own self and just being able to see like the transferability of what I'm learning into something that I love doing and loved doing before um, I even started getting into the school aspect of it. Yeah, for I, sure. I think that's definitely something that keeps me going. And staying on the topic of schooling, um, schooling brings about a lot of mistakes. So let's talk about the biggest mistake that you think personally that you've made so far. In, in the time here at Grace. Okay. Let's, let's block that out. Okay. Because we all made a lot of mistakes in high school. Yeah. We, that's just what it is. <laughs> um, so, like, in the exercise science world, what we're yeah. talking about? Okay. Um, I would say my biggest mistake is for, like, the first three years of my career, whatever someone told me, like, my professors or, like, doctors I saw on Instagram or things like that, I 100% took it as fact. And I didn't, I didn't critically think about it or try to question it and try, I just, I was like, oh, they said this. Okay. I believe it. Now I can implement that. Um, that's definitely, I would say my biggest mistake because it inhibited any type of growth for my programming or for my knowledge in this field. Yeah. I would, and I'd like this year specifically, I've actually started to, um, dive deeper into certain subjects and try to think about why this happens or what happened, like basically the why behind everything mm -hmm. instead of just being like, Oh, my professor said this, I'm going to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say similar to that in the, in the keep taking the fact, I think that's huge in, um, it really inhibits your thought process. If you take everything you learned as fact, then you're never open up to suggestion. Yeah. But I would say my biggest mistake would probably just be, like, being lackadaisical in school. Because, I mean, you never – nobody builds study habits in high school. Yeah. It's very hard to do it. Especially – I mean, high school is so easy, looking back on it. And looking back, I'm prob we're probably going to say undergrad's easy. But at the time, when Dr. Frenzel is shoving 700 slides your way every week yeah. in material that you don't know, and then you take a, a test every two weeks, and you're lackadaisical in your studying habits, I mean, you're not going to do very well. Yeah, especially info that's super in-depth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the thing is, I think, I think that's, that's the hardest part for me. Um, that's definitely 
hurt me in terms of where I'm going with um, exercise science and, and just my learning. Um, but other than that, that's probably what I would say is just being lackadaisical and, you know, actually not saying why. The question why is huge. I talked earlier about like the reason why I want this podcast to be this podcast is for a conversation platform for people who can't ask the question why. Yeah. I wish I would have asked that why question earlier. Yeah. Because it forced me to figure out things the wrong way. And now I still don't understand those things to this day. Because you never asked why. Because I never asked why. Yeah. And that's going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. It, it sets me back. So I would say that's probably my biggest mistake. I mean, it's something good to where like you figured it out now in your undergrad. So then once you get to graduate school, you can start asking why. Yeah. So I mean, not that it's undergrad is not important because it is, but like being able to just like you learn from your mistakes in high school when you were in your gra- like grace, when you get to graduate school, you can learn about your mistakes that you made here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. Yep. So on a, on a happier note, what's your biggest accomplishment that you think, I mean, personal accomplishment, it could be within school, it could be within training, it could be whatever, it could be deep, it could be surface level. Biggest accomplishment in your last four years here at Grace? That's tough. Like looking back, I don't I don't think I've accomplished much in my career, as sad as as sad as that sounds. Like I'm sure I've done things that have been good and cool. Um Yeah, I can't. I think maybe the the biggest accomplishment I've had has been doing the work that I've needed to every day in school to set myself up to be able to go to grad school or to be able to um, make myself a better professional in this field. It's kind of like a delayed gratification type of thing, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense of like, I don't know. I like I haven't, I haven't accomplished much. I'm sure you can ask someone else and they're like, oh, yeah, he did this or this or this, but like, I, can't, I can't really think of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say my biggest, my biggest accomplishment is not an accolade. Like it is not something I've achieved, um, but it's something I've switched up. And that would be, shameless plug, listening to podcasts. So listen to this podcast. Maybe we'll get something out of it. <laughs> but more specifically, just listening to podcasts that um, kind of fit my niche of exercise science. Yeah. Uh, definitely listening to two specific people. Um, I guess we'll say three. Um, so RX Radio with Jordan Shallow and D- Jordan Genta. They're both chiropractors. One's based out of Canada and the other one's not. I, I don't know exactly where he's from. But they really, like, force you to challenge your thinking. And listening to them talk is like drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it'll melt your brains if you listen to them without having any prior knowledge. And they go so fast, too. They do. And then someone else is Pat Davidson. He's, he's a recent listen for me, but, man, he is just knowledgeable. Things outside of the box. And when people that you listen to think out of the box, outside of the box, it forces you to do the same thing. And I think that listening to podcasts and forcing myself to think in different ways um, has probably been one of the most, if not the most beneficial thing that I've done recently to help myself get better at um, my schooling. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, I, would, I wanted to ask this question of when you were going through Grace and your four years here, was there, or really your exercise science career, was there a time you wanted to just like call it quits and go and pursue or follow something else? Yes. Yes. Um, 100% yes. So I, during the summer, I like to lay flooring. 
I guess I don't. I, I do like to do it, um, but it pays very well, and it doesn't take any schooling. So there's definitely been a million times where I'm studying for an anatomy test, or I, I'm unsure, especially right now in physics. I'm like, dude, it's week two. I'm like, man, I could really drop out and go play flooring and make 80k a year and be just fine because yeah. I have no more school student debt. I don't have to go pay two hundred thousand dollars for grad school after this, but. The light at the end of the tunnel is slowly getting brighter, and that's kind of keeping me keeping me going a little bit. You're gonna need that a lot during physics, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> you never will. It's <laughs> so like biomechanics. Kind of think that's somewhat like physics, but for the body. But applicable. More applicable for us, but like for uh, we're anatomy and physiology mindset based, mm-hmm. whereas. Like, I'm not going to go measure the velocity and the acceleration of a cannonball for fun. Right, yeah. But, like, you can take the velocity and acceleration through, like, plyometric training to be able to build up, um, like, a your uh, 10 fly speed or fly 10, whatever it is. Um, that's acceleration. That's speed training. Um, when you're doing box jumps or landing on these pads that uh, tell about your rate of force, that's the same type of physics principles it's just makes sense in our head more mm-hmm. like vectors you're gonna learn about vectors all the time in physics and it's like that's exactly how the body works is force vectors yeah and it's it just sucks because it's not presented in an anatomy way oh yeah it's presented on a graph where boat a boat b boat c boat d are all going different directions and how fast is boat b going in relative speed to boat d we had, we had a question if a zombie apocalypse happened, would you throw would you throw a Play-Doh or a bouncy ball at the door? That yeah. Did not get that question right. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I would say to that. I mean, probably part of me thinks I would say Play-Doh, but I think bouncy ball is the right answer. It is, yeah. Wait, it, Play-Doh. Yeah. Because a Play-Doh, it hit the door and it's stick and take all that force and go in, especially if the mass of the Play-Doh is heavy because you're putting more force into the door. <laughs> Yeah, um, I kinda, I'm kind of on the same track as you, but I'm with concrete. Uh, a couple summers ago, I started, I started pouring concrete with uh, my uh, buddy's brother-in-law, and it pays well. It's, it's fun when the concrete comes. It, it's, uh, I, like, I like tougher jobs just because it keeps me interested. Like The last thing I want is a 9-to-5 in front of a computer. Yeah. I will hate my life if that's what my job is. Mr. Actuary over here. Dude, that lasted for about two weeks. I took I took one fit one accounting class three days in. I was like, no, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, no way. But um, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't need to graduate. You don't need all these student loans. You don't need to do anything like that. It pays well. I'm somewhat good at it. I like working with my hands. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my my out if Bl- I was gonna take it. Blue collar is so appealing when you're in school. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so appealing. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, you go to college, guess what? The last four years you've been in college, I've made 80 to 100 grand. Yeah. I'm, driving a, I'm driving a Beamer right now while you're studying yeah. for physics. It's like, how much money did you make? You <laughs> no. actually made negative. You made I'm, negative I'm dollars. I'm paying 25000 a year just to be here. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst. It'll uh, all pay off. It, it will. Um, and that's actually a good segue. It'll all pay off. Unfortunately, we still have more money to pay with uh, future schooling. And that's the last question we have. So let's talk a little bit about future schooling. 
I'll have you start and then I'll, I'll end it out. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, there's this program, um, in Chicago, the university's Concordia and they have this, it's applied exercise science, but the, um, focus is on human movement science. And so, you know, like you're taking your kinesiology, you're taking all these different courses about how the body moves and how it all relates to each other. And something I like about that course is you will be able to sit for your corrective exercise specialist exam at the end of it. Um, that it's 16 months, 18 months, I think. So I can get through it pretty quick. Um, I've looked at a couple other programs for like biomechanics or kinesiology, um, exercise physiology, different things like that for my master's. And just nothing's really stuck out to me like Concordia has. Um, so that's that's probably my next step schooling-wise is to uh, go there. It's online. So that's kind of what is another thing that's appealing to me just because, you know, I can work and try to pay off that while I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, as, as of right now, that's, that's pretty much my next step mm-hmm. besides trying to, find a, trying to find a job. So, yeah, what about you? Um, before I start, so like certifications – Oh, shoot, yeah. You plan on um, getting any of those anytime soon? Yeah, right now I am studying for my CSCS. I can't technically get my CSCS until I graduate college. So I'm graduating in December. I can sit for the exam before I graduate. I just technically won't get certified until I am a graduate. Okay. So I'll probably sit for it in later December, pass it get certified so i'll have my cscs by the end of by the start of like january 1st cool cool um there's like so you a, will be a professional technically yes so, so it'll be half gonna, half of a pre-professional podcast yeah yeah exactly we're gonna have to change the name in a couple weeks perfect but uh yeah it's like it's a corrective exercise specialist um there's not a lot of i want to get kettlebell certified i kettlebells are my absolute favorite piece of equipment um, so I think that'd be kind of cool to get certified with that. But the CSCS is kind of the main the main one right now that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. just because it'll help me get my foot in the door. Yeah, type of type of thing. But yeah, what about you? So chiropractic school, there's not it. There's not a plethora of schools in the United States. There's I think there's 13, and like four of those are the same school, just different locations. Um, the goal is to go to Logan University in Missouri. But I'm going to apply to a bunch of different places, and I'm going wherever I get in, right? Because, I mean, once you get to grad school, I mean, you need to in order to completely carry out what you want to do. But um, Logan University is currently top of my list. Um, a lot of the doctors that I've communicated with that have gone there say that's probably my best bet, only because um, they said it doesn't really matter necessarily what school you go to, but the extracurricular stuff you do in, in like conjunction with your school is, is going to be huge for your practice. What all do they have? So Logan, well, Missouri specifically has uh, MPI, which is Motion Palpation Institute, which um, all the doctors I've talked to have claimed that that's where you'll learn to adjust people the best. So if you're going to learn to adjust, you want to learn through MPI and R2P, it's RTP club. I don't exactly know which one that what that is specifically. I don't know if it's a subcategory underneath MPI, um, but I know that's something that they told me to get my foot in the door with and really go after it. Um, this summer, 
after I graduate, I plan on taking a gap year just to kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to lay some flooring and make some money, um, get a little bit of a break from the hustle and bustle of school, take some certifications. I want to do prescript PSL one coaching course. And I also want to take a skill acquisition course through them. Depending on how their semesters align, I might be able to, because if I'm making money, the, the, the amount, the course costs won't be much, but that's kind of my, my goal for future plans within a five, five, six year yeah. time span. Before we close out, if you had in three to four sentences, maybe even two, if you were to say one thing for listeners, um, if they were to get anything out of this podcast or if they were to have any advice going through undergraduate, um, looking at other schools for graduate, graduate school, um, what would your advice be? I would say find what you like, find what you're good at, kind of like your niche. And then once you know what it is, head down, start doing the work it takes, grind, and it'll pay off eventually. You just kind of have to, like you said, like you're starting to see the light in, it, you're in your senior year. So mm-hmm. if you just keep working hard at it, you're going to see the light eventually, and it's all going to make sense and be worth it. Yeah. Um, I would say, like I said earlier, never stop asking why. Always ask why. Always question people because not everybody's right. Like we said in the first podcast, everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Like if you start questioning people, they're going to get pissed off. They do. They get real mad. But like that's how you grow. Yeah. Uh, you grow through conflict. Nothing that's worth anything is ever easy. So yeah, I would say n- never stop asking why and get your foot in the door early. I mean, if you're a senior in high school or if you're just a freshman, I mean, like people like, like for me specifically, like clinics will take you in as an intern and that will give you the opportunity and you can get your foot in the door with a potential doctor that might want to offer you a job sometime down the road. I mean, it's never too early to start and odds are they probably won't say no. So definitely, definitely give that a shot. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yep. I mean, that's what we have. That's all I got. Um, we have an Instagram. You can follow us at preprofessionalpodcast.com. Sorry. That is not our Instagram. It's preprofessionalpodcast. Um, if you have... P3.podcast on Instagram. I'm just keep messing yeah, you're up. Real, you're real off. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, P3.podcast. Thank you for that. Um, we have an email, preprofessionalpodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Insta or email us if you there's certain questions you have or things you want us to talk about or uh, anything like that. But yeah, we uh, appreciate you guys. I'm Zach Kraft. He's Colton Watchering. This is the Pre-Professional Podcast. Thank you for listening.